hello, and welcome back to the Movie Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Dominic Tartamella, and it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since I went to the movies. Uh, just haven't really felt anything. I don't know. Blue Beetle, I still got to see. That Gran Turismo movie, I still got to say. There's a co- see, there's a couple of other movies. Um, Insidious, Chapter 15. I don't even know what they're up to with the Insidious movies anymore. I've fallen behind, uh, and I didn't see that. I heard mixed things, and then there was something else. There was another harm. We Oh, uh, The Nun 2. I didn't see The Nun 1. Uh, speaking of those movies, I seen, you know, The Conjuring with The Nun, but I didn't see the spinoff. It's just, it's just too many, right? But it's like, uh, the things that are coming out, they look all right. They, they haven't gotten me. Plus, Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, well, early release is out, but now it's out. And I just, I'm losing myself to that game. Any any hours that I'm not working, I'm playing Mortal Kombat uh, for PS5, which I love Mortal Kombat. And if you didn't check out the last episode, I uh, did one on the shitty sequel uh, to the 1995 movie, and that was Mortal Kombat Annihilation. What a fucking terrible movie. But if you want to laugh a little bit, go to that episode uh, for some fun Mortal Kombat talk. But yeah, it hasn't really been a lot of movies that got me to the theater. Uh, but I was intrigued about this next film, and that film is A Haunting in Venice. Now this is, um, <laughs> I'll say this, a better podcast. Uh, would have watched the other two movies, right? And they're all, listen, they're all whodunits, right? They're genuine whodunits, uh, mysteries, uh, you know, who killed who. Uh, each movie has an ensemble of actors. And I wanted to see, the the first one was Murder on the Orient Express from 2017. And then there was Death on the Nile. Uh, and now this is the third in that trilogy now i could tell right from the you know right off the bat these movies are the, the glue that's holding them together is the character that Kenneth Branagh plays uh who also directed all three and let's give props to Kenneth Branagh for a minute because he's been around for a while i don't think he gets enough uh credit he's a good actor he's a good director and he makes good films. He makes enjoyable films. He's pretty versatile as an actor as well. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who kind of like slips under the crack. Uh, I don't think he gets talked about enough. He's popped up, uh, you know, recently in uh, a couple of Christopher Nolan movies. He was in Oppenheimer. I think uh, a few years back he was in Dunkirk and stuff. I think they have a good working relationship. I think he popped up in Tenet as well. But he's all over the place. But he also directs. And uh, he's, like I said, he's a good director. Doesn't get enough credit. I think he did like one of the Thors, maybe the first Thor or something. But he's done this trilogy of films and he plays um, the lead detective, the lead actor, but the detective in this film, uh, Hercule Perrault or whatever the fuck his name is, right? I'm not, I've never read an Agatha Christie novel, you know, the, these mysteries, these whodunits, if you will. Uh, maybe I, I will. But as I said, I didn't watch the other two movies. It was like, I remember when those came out, I wanted. Uh, especially Orient Express. I remember wanting to see it, and then I just kind of, like, didn't. And then five years went by, and then, like, there was the second one. I was like, oh, I got to watch both of those. And now, so rather me not see any of them, I decided to go see A Haunting in Venice. I went with my wife. Uh, this is the new one. Yeah, yet again, a whodunit. 
a murder mystery, uh, and it's based on the 1969 novel by Agatha Christie called Halloween Party, which, right off the bat, right? I mean, I've told you on this podcast, I've talked about it. I'm a big fan of Halloween. This is my this is my time of year. I consider myself, you know, like a Beetlejuice or something like that. I run around, I run through the streets. I don't know. I wear bad wigs. <laughs> I love this time of year. So this one being set uh, as not just a murder mystery, but a horror, you know, kind of like having those scary movie themes in it. I was intrigued, and I liked the trailers. I liked uh, the the cast of actors in here, and I said, all right, you know what, finally I'll watch this movie. I don't think I need to know, because this is not going to relate to any of the other mysteries. And, uh, I mean, spoilers, uh, I'm not going to get the spoilers in this film for those keeping, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the whodunit, uh, you know, aspect of it, but I will say that you could watch this movie without seeing the other two, and uh, you'll, you won't really miss a beat, as long as you know the character is a detective, and he's, you know, that's it, that's all you really need to know, uh, but yeah, good cast here, right, as I said, uh, Kenneth Branagh is, you know, the main guy, and then you have a bunch of other people, uh, Tina Fey pops up, it's fun to see her in a role like this, a little bit more serious, obviously she brings some humor to the table, um, but it's fun to see her in a more straight up role, you also have Michelle Yao in here, who, of course, uh, was recently in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and a bunch of other things, and she's good in this, uh, there's, you know, don't want to get into spoilers, as I said, but there's there's a dead kid, there's maybe a seance that's going to go down, then there's some murders that happen, uh, definitely it's set on Halloween, so definitely that scores points. I would say, like, overall, I did like the movie, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fun little whodunit, it's got some humor in it, but it's a little bit more dry when it comes to that, there are some little giggle parts, but it's, it's not that type of movie. Uh, but I did like, as I said, it's set on Halloween. It's got that, 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 that awakened something in me. I wish there was a little bit more of, of the Halloween aesthetic in it. Uh, I, I didn't, as, as, as much as it was set on Halloween, I didn't really feel it as much, uh, you know, the decorations and stuff like that. I mean, there's kids having a Halloween party, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I like, if I'll be critical about it from a standpoint of like, um, cause you know, recently, Ryan Johnson did Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion, you know, uh, those other whodunit movies. And I like my whodunits a little bit more fun. Just a little bit, you know, where they get a kind of tongue-in-cheek. I'm a big fan of the movie Clue uh, from back in the day based on the board game with Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd and a bunch of other people. And I like that, uh, you know, I kind of being in on the joke. And this isn't that type of movie. Obviously, it's based on more serious novels, uh, so you're not going to get that. But that's that's my only real downside. I mean, the cast, as I said, does a great job. Everybody's good. It's a little, like, convoluted at times. Uh, I was also, I came uh, off a work shift, so, like, when I saw it, a little bit, like, starts a little slow. I got a little bored in the beginning. But when it picks up, it gets good. I will say, too, um, you know, by the time the the explanation is explained I almost felt like it was kind of like you wanted something more it left it left you desiring a little bit something more it felt like almost that wasn't the real thing and then it was so you kind of kind of a little disappointed but overall a good movie overall a good Halloweeny movie 
uh, you know, like I said, fun, not, not a bad way to pass two hours. Uh, my wife enjoyed it and I, I did enjoy it for the most part. Um, as I said, just having that little murder mystery, I just, I wish there was a little bit more of the, the scary elements. There is, there's some ghost-esque stuff in there, but I wish they would have went a little bit, uh, heavier with that. Even if, you know, he probably stayed, you know, closer to what the novel was, but especially that, you know, these other two movies are the way they are, you know, to really contrast those two, make it a little bit more scary. Uh, but yeah, it feels kind of safe. It's one of those movies. It feels safe. Uh, I'll definitely go back now and, and revisit the other two at some point. I would like to watch them finally. Uh, but, you know, Kenneth Branagh as the detective, he's he's a good character. I think he's fun. He's enjoyable. You know, he's kind of quirky. He's kind of got that. He's got the big mustache and all that shit. He does a good job. Uh, I could see them, like, I don't know if there are plans to do more of these. Three is a good number, you know, trilogy, just to stop. But, like, I could see them doing a couple of more of these if it, if it warrants it. I mean, for movies that I didn't think were, like, so super successful, they did get three of them. That was the thing. Like, I mean, I remember the first one came out. It didn't really make big waves. It had a good cast. Uh, but it did. It must have made enough money to warrant the sequel. Right now, the budget for this one is $60 million, And so far, it's made $37.2. So that's not too shabby. Uh, I mean, Death on the Nile, the one before that. Let's take a look. 90 to 100 million box office of 137. That's kind of cutting it. Like that's kind of cutting it close. Um, I'm I'm surprised. And then the first one, Orient Express, was 55 million, and then made 352.8. Okay, that explains it. There's the big one, right? That's the one that made a lot of money, and that one had Johnny Depp and Judy Dench and Penelope Cruz and Willem Dafoe and Daisy Ridley and a bunch of other people. Michelle Pfeiffer. I gotta, I gotta fucking watch that movie. Uh, I will at some point, but pretty good, you know. Uh, I'd like to get maybe a little collection of these when they come out. I think they're fun. I think I'd maybe maybe be inspired to read the books as well. But yeah, fun little Halloween spooky tale. I saw it a couple nights ago. I was like, all right, it was worth going to the theater. As I said, it's a little slow in the beginning, but it's also not super long. You're talking, it's it's two hours. You're not going to be like fucking sitting there like, oh, this is fucking Oppenheimer's three-hour movie. 103 minutes. So it's not bad. Um, pretty suspenseful moments and stuff like that. It's a little predictable, if I'll say that. A little predictable. Uh, but as I said, I like mine a little bit funner. I kind of like, I like the, I do like this character, but I, I do prefer, even though like the Knives Out and Glass Onion, they're very heavily influenced by the works of Agatha Christie. Like, I like fucking Daniel Craig. As, oh, that's when knives come out, you know. <laughs> that's a first, maybe a first attempt at uh, the character he plays in Knives Out. Glass Onion was a little bit like, it wasn't as good as Knives Out. I think I did a podcast about it at some point, but it was it was pretty fun. I'd like to see what he does next. I love those ensemble pieces. It's like, let's see how many fucking whacked out celebrities and, and characters we could get in one room and, you know, kind of like chewing the scenery together. I enjoy that aspect of the, the whodunit, even Clue. If you haven't seen Clue, I mean, 
it's a little dated now, but Clue's a funny fucking movie, obviously based on the board game, as I said, but Tim Curry, national treasure. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, national treasure. I can't, uh, I don't have the movie in front of me right now. Who else is in that? There's probably more national treasures. Maybe I'll do an episode on that, but <laughs> that's, that's a fun movie. I enjoy it a lot. But yeah, uh, what's, what's next? What's next? Uh, I, I guess, well, first of all, I guess I recommend Haunting in Venice. Maybe not the movie that you want to run out to the, you know, to go see in theaters. Uh, but I guess this time of year, if it's still out in a few weeks and you get that, you feel that Halloween spirit brewing, why not? Uh, I think I think it's a fun one. It's definitely better than that fucking My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. I mean, I'm not seeing that shit. I'll tell you that much right off the bat. I mean, I'm sure this movie's got fans. It's got a fan base, but I won't be seeing it. There's another, this is The Exorcist coming out now. You know, they, they kind of smartened up sometimes with studios. They're releasing horror movies actually around Halloween. There's that horrifying movie coming out, the Taylor Swift concert. That one's going to be bone-chilling. But I think it was like that movie was coming out. Uh, I'm sorry, The Exorcist was coming out, Believer. And they actually moved their date um, because of the Taylor Swift thing, which is fucking wacky. Uh, but that Taylor Swift thing was selling like crazy, so that's why they moved it. But um, Exorcist Believer, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. I, I don't love the first trailer I saw. I have to go back and watch the second trailer. But David Gordon Green, um, you know, his Halloween movies... I do like them for the most part. Uh, I think at some points he dropped the ball with them. I mean, you go way back and listen to my Halloween Ends podcast where I just mostly shit all over that movie. But um, for the most part, I like those movies. I, I'd i like to do a podcast revisiting the, those three. I might watch them back to back and you know give my, my updated opinion. But as far as like right now... I like the first one the best. I just wish it was called something else. I hate that it's called Halloween. Uh, and Halloween, actually, I won't even say I like the first one. I actually like Halloween Kills the best. As as much as everybody gives it shit for the evil dies tonight thing, I like, I like it. I like Anthony Michael Hall running around with a baseball bat, you know, channeling his uh, villainous character from Edward Scissorhands again and, and just doing all that stuff. But Exorcist looks all right. I'm not really that... I like The Exorcist. I'm a fan of it, but I don't know if I need like more exorcism movies. Uh, when it, when it comes to that, there's also a movie called It Lives Inside coming out. <laughs> Another terrifying movie, The Expendables Four, is coming. How many times am I gonna do this? That's a franchise that I thought was dead. I thought we were fucking done with the Expendable movies. I mean, I like them, and I've gone to see them all, and I have them all. But, like, I thought that fucking series was done. I thought the best one was uh, the second one, where Jean-Claude Van Damme was the villain. Because <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme's antics are just phenomenal, his accent. Everything just works in his favor um, with shit like that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that, that the fourth one is coming. I hope it's decent. It smells, honestly, of, like, direct-to-video shit. I love Stallone. But it, it smells of it. It just smells of garbage. You got like 50 Cent in there. You got fucking, you know, all the players are, are back. I mean, uh, some of them, there's a lot of people missing. But I know Statham's back. I know Dolph Lundgren's back. I'll see it. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I'm excited to see that one. 
as far as upcoming horror movies. I started playing that game, and my nephew is a, is a big fan of the game, so my little nephew, so I'm probably going to take him to go see it and ruin his whole fucking life because he tries to act all tough, like, oh, I play the game and stuff. I'm going to fucking ruin his life because that movie's probably going to scare the shit out of me uh, and him too, so, but yeah. Oh, and how can we forget Saw? X is coming out. I, I, I'm a sucker for Saw. I've talked about it before. I'll definitely be checking out that. That will definitely get me back in the theaters. I'll probably see Expendables uh, 4 and talk about that. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'll probably talk about that more than once. But um, Saw 10, a guilty pleasure for the Saw movies. They got they got cheesy, you know, but they, they were enjoyable. There's something about the Saw movies uh, that are enjoyable. So I'll definitely see that. But we shall see. But A Haunting in Venice... Fun little, I guess a fun little movie. Not, not that you're not going to go in there and have your fucking life change, but decent little film. Um, you know, well directed. I will say, little fucking Beetlejuice connection because I always got to drop the Beetlejuice connection. The cinematographer, and I think he did the other two of these. His name is Harris Zambalos. I'm fucking Harris Zambalokos. This is going to be the podcast where I learn how to read. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, locos. uh but he's the cinematographer uh he's done a bunch of movies uh looking right now uh he yeah he did do the trilogy of these uh who done it films he also did meg too <laughs> the trench which i don't know what to say about that but he's done a bunch of movies uh jack ryan shadow recruit but he thor uh yes thor was directed by kenneth branagh but he is doing Beetlejuice too. It's real, people. It is real. Uh, he's doing it, so I'm excited about that. Whenever they 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 start fucking filming that again, if the strikes ever end, because apparently that shit's 99% done. I was reading an article. Tim Burns like it's 99% done. We know what we have to do and whatnot, so they just need like the writers' strike and uh, I think the. Well, they need the actor strike to end too. That's a problem too. Oh, the right, yeah, they were doing it with the writer strike. They were filming it with the writer strike because they had the script. But they need the actor strike to end so we can finish this movie, and maybe uh, I can see it before I'm dead like Beetlejuice. But that's the podcast for today. If you like what you're hearing, welcome to the Movie Thoughts Podcast. This is it. It's me. It's that's ranting and raving. Sometimes I rant and rave about older movies. Sometimes newer movies. And sometimes I just don't make any sense. Uh, as I said, been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Um, a little, I gotta give a little before I go. I gotta, I gotta shit on Best Buy a little bit uh, because I've been going to Best Buy for years, and this is like the part of the episode when I have nothing else to talk about with the actual movie. So I rant about things going on in my life. But I said I was playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. I had pre-ordered. The collectors, not the collectors, there's nothing's like fucking $300, but I pre-ordered like the premium edition of Mortal Kombat. For those who are into games, you know how that works, right? You pre-order, you get your DLC stuff and whatnot. I pre-ordered a physical copy at Best Buy because I was like, you know what? I like getting certain games physical. Not all of them. I've kind of I've kind of weaned off physical games sometimes, especially with PlayStation because there's such good deals on the stores, so I buy them. Uh, I also have a Nintendo Switch. I tend to buy more of those physical. But as far as PlayStation, I do buy from time to time physical copies. Uh, I bought Street Fighter, stuff like that, and whatever, MLB, the show, cool little steelbook, whatever. But 
I pre-ordered Mortal Kombat. I said, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Let me get the physical copy. And I went to Best Buy, and they did not have my fucking copy. And let me tell you something. I was very mad at Best Buy. And I buy a lot of movies from Best Buy. I've been a... I'm like one of the fucking best customers at Best Buy, right? Just always going there, buying movies and buying stuff. Love Best Buy. But if anybody listens to this connected to Best Buy, I went, I pre-ordered this fucking thing two weeks before. They didn't have it. They said they got two copies in. It was supposed to come with like a steel book. At first they were like, oh, we don't have the steel book. And I was like, oh, that sucks. All right. And then they were like, oh, we don't have the game either. And I was like, how don't you have the game? And they were like, oh, we only got sent two copies. And I was like, what kind of truck comes with two copies? Now, I, I didn't take it out on the employees. I understand. I've worked in retail before. I understand these things. I kept reiterating to them, I don't blame you. But you got to like understand my frustration here that I pre-ordered something to guarantee. Um, but the, the end result, I left there. They tried getting it at another location for me. Uh, well, you know, And they told me to you know, change the order. I was going to do it. It was about 40 minutes away from me. I decided at the last minute, you know what? I'm not driving 40 minutes. I canceled the fucking thing, and I bought the game digital. But um, very disappointed in how that went down. Because, like, if what's the point of pre-ordering something if you if you don't have it? You know, like, don't take my money, Best Buy. Don't, don't take my money and say, all right, everything's all hunky-dory, and then I show up dressed as Scorpion because I'm excited to play this game. And, uh... You don't have the game. Don't do that. Don't do that to people. Uh, I, I get it if you're not going to have stock, but do not take people's money. That's the problem. Like If you don't think you're going to have it, just don't even let me uh, pre-order something. Because I've had those instances happen in the past with Best Buy. If they were out of something I was trying to pre-order, maybe store pickup, they didn't let me order it. They were like sold out. But this time, they dropped the ball and then it was kind of like a frantic, because then the game was sold out everywhere, and I wanted it. And I know, it's kind of like, all right, it's a fucking video game, relax. But, you know, you look forward to things, and you don't have it. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'm a little crazy. But I took out my frustrations once I downloaded that game and started doing fatalities to people. So whatever, I guess I'll get over it. But that is the podcast, as I said. Thanks for listening. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Dom Solo Reels, where I post some funny, stupid stuff from time to time. Also, check me out on the It's a Long Road podcast. The <laughs> I almost said, I'll say what it is. It's a Long Road, the Rambo podcast, but I almost said the Frank Stallone podcast. And if you go and listen to that podcast, there's a reason why I did that. I do that podcast with my friend Ryan, uh, and we talk about the Rambo movies, and maybe we talk about Frank Stallone, if you've never listened, but uh, surprise, surprise, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and have a good night.